This is a podcast for the creative misfits, the right brain, rogue, or rebellious creatives who don't want to do work and life the way we've been told we have to. It's for anyone who has felt a sense of dissatisfaction with their career or with corporate BS. It's for anyone who has struggled and wanted to find greater purpose, to experience more authenticity, creativity, freedom, and satisfaction in how they live and work. Let's build a new way of doing things. Welcome, my little creative misfits, to the Creative Misfits Club podcast, episode 12. I'm Jessica, your host. Today's episode is entitled, The Episode in Which I Get Skewered by Feminists. <laughs> okay, so this is the preface to this week, or the disclaimer to this episode, which is, I am in no way against feminism. In fact, I think the efforts to counteract thousands of years of very real, toxic, patriarchal culture in almost every institution we've had are very, very needed. I also happen to believe that we are collectively in this process of moving from a more masculine energetic in this world. So with that, think this kind of striving to get things done or even hustling this logical or rational approach to things, this linear mindset, and even honestly, like just some of these cultural elements that we still glorify, like this kind of boys club in suits that frankly is still the C-suite in many, many organizations. So I actually think that all of that as the dominant energy is actually shifting toward a greater prominence of the feminine, which is governed more by a softer energy this receiving quality rather than hustling things into existence. It has more to do with intuition and feeling. I really do think we're moving more towards a world where that way of being is not actually secondary or even suppressed anymore, but it's actually leading. Now the asterisk to all that, when I'm speaking of masculine and feminine here, I'm speaking of them more as qualities and energies rather than purely gender. So we all have both of those energies, regardless of gender. But I also understand that, obviously, for a long time, we've those terms have had a lot to do with gender and gender roles in our culture. But back to the episode where, yes, I'm, I might possibly piss off some feminists. <laughs> so here's my big question for today's episode. And that is, is it possible that we as women have essentially been sold a lie. So what I'm talking about here is this notion that I think many of us have been fed, that we are supposed to have and do it all. I'm speaking about having a high-powered career, or at least a successful full-time one, and a family, and be the perfect mom, and have a partner, and the perfect relationship, and the perfect social life, and be fit, and beautiful, and travel, and have a house that looks like it walked off the pages of House and Garden. So here's roughly what's happened over the last 70 years or so. We totally rejected the notion that women were housewives and men were the breadwinners. And we moved into this assertion that women could and should be equal to men. And women asserted that we wanted our own careers and we wanted our own money. And then somewhere along the way, women or somebody, I don't know, decided that we could and we should have it all. The career, the money, the partner, the kids, the dream life, etc. 
but somewhere in there, I find there, there are a lot of problems with that progression. By the way, I'm, in saying this, I'm not at all saying that we should simply go back to the values of the 1950s. Clearly, there were plenty of issues there. One major one being that when women don't have agency, which comes with having money, they can't assert or decide things based on their needs and wants, including leaving a relationship if they need to or want to, if they don't have that agency, which is hugely important. But my sinking suspicion here is that we progressed from this imbalanced dynamic where women couldn't pursue what they desired, didn't have the agency to make decisions, to a place where I feel like we might actually be crippled by our expectation of having it all or succeeding at all of it. So now we're in this place where culturally it's almost demeaning to think about a woman enjoying, for example, making a beautiful home without also having a badass professional career. It's almost kind of less than, right, to focus your energies on just being a mom. You're supposed to be a mom with an amazing career. <laughs> or it's considered almost weak to want to feel taken care of by a masculine partner. We've created this sort of like, rah, rah, I don't need anyone narrative where we tell ourselves, for example, we're able to raise kids on our own and we're a badass for doing it. Now, before the feminists come after me here, <laughs> I want to say I fully understand that many people are raising kids on their own, not by choice, but by circumstance. I actually was that child who was raised by one parent from about age 10 on. And with that experience, I actually can say, on the, like on the child receiving end of it, that that is not what kids need. It's not actually the best thing for children. And it's not actually the best for the parent either, I actually think. I mean, we've long since been out of this culture of raising children in more in like a tribe-like culture. Um, but now we're doing this single parent out there working full-time and raising a kid it's just really not ideal. It's not something I think we should glorify as like this good choice for powerful women. Now I realize there are so many layers to just this element of this topic right here, which is more than can be contained in this episode. But I mean, I do want to say here in support of women, I think it's really important to remember that women deserve and need a tremendous amount of support and care to do the very important and demanding job of raising kids. As women, we've also been required in many instances in the workplace, at least in many workplaces, to take on this kind of masculine energy in the work that we do or in the work world to get things done and to succeed. And we often have to do that just to sort of play and compete in what, again, is still often a kind of boys club culture. And I am not saying women are not capable of that. We are. We're super capable. But honestly, I wonder whether we're always happy doing that. So there's this tendency when collectively we're trying to course correct, like correct ways of being that really haven't been serving some people, there's a tendency to swing all the way in the other direction and like throw all the baby out with the bathwater. 
I mean, we've even got to this point where we've thrown out so much of the baby with the old bathwater that now sometimes as women, we even get upset with men for doing things that are just pure, simple consideration, like holding doors. I mean, <laughs> it's just it's so insane to me. So the thing that I'm learning and considering in my own life is how many things can I truly do and do well and do with my full attention and presence? And I can assure you that it is not all of these post-feminist do-it-all, have-it-all things. I just can't do all those things well. Maybe I can manage to take care of my physical health, mental health, my body, and also devote time and attention to cultivating a deep relationship with my partner and giving my gifts to my creative work. I mean, maybe for myself, I think I could manage those things. But really, if I think about doing all of that with 40 plus hours of work every week and commuting and raising kids and taking care of putting food in the cupboard and on the table and folding the laundry and having a social life and running errands and like cleaning stuff, I mean, no way. I think my assertion here is, isn't this just mathematically impossible? So riddle me this, each of these things, if we really choose them intentionally and authentically, like choose to do them in life because we truly desire it and not because we're conditioned to desire them or because someone or something else is telling us we should want it, if we really choose any one of them and do it fully and do it justice and give it our full attention and presence, doesn't that mean that some of the other things have to go? And if we're still persisting with this idea that we can have it all, I mean, really, who ultimately loses out in that, in this kind of unattainable expectation? Women. We as women lose, I think. <laughs> I mean, I think other people lose out in that equation too, but... We end up burning the candle at all ends and doing none of it well and often losing ourselves in the process and our needs in the process. We risk getting burned out and unfulfilled by all of it and actually really deeply successful at none of it. For myself, I am pondering whether my unique and innate desire to spend time decorating a beautiful vintage home and baking things and sipping coffee in a dressing gown and powdering my nose at my mirrored vanity <laughs> is truly anti-feminist or whether being a soft feminine vintage loving woman can also come with strength and agency and my own version of being powerful. I personally am considering the fact that I want to pour my energy into my creations instead of children. I'm reconciling my need for lots of alone time with my desire for an amazing marriage and partnership and meaningful community in my life. Could we envision a world where it's just as lauded to choose to devote our attention to one or two or three of these major life areas? Let's say work home, partner, children, even spiritual growth, or dare I say even self, 
as a major focus of life and that could be enough? Could we consider it successful to not have it all? I mean, maybe that's the having it all that I want us to have, to intentionally choose what we prioritize and value in our lives, no matter how it's perceived or what anyone else thinks or how unusual or dichotomous it might be. But to really know that our time and energy and attention are precious and finite resources and resource them mindfully, intentionally, authentically, fully, richly. I think it's better to find meaning and give fully of ourselves to even one thing and do it with devotion and presence than to spread ourselves thin trying to do everything and have it all. Thank you.